Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Team GB are in Poland this summer but it's all eyes on Paris next year. Hello, my name's Charlie Davison, 54 kilo GB boxer. I'm Caden Cunningham. Hi, my name's Deshaun Ben Ashmill. Uh, hey everyone, um, I'm William Deary from Sabre Fencing. Hi, I'm Penny. And I'm Bryony, and we're the Recurve Women Archery Team along with Jessica. Witamy w Polsce. Welcome to Poland. Welcome to Team GB at the European Games. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And coming up, you'll hear from the British stars who performed in Poland this summer with an eye on Paris next year. Hi, I'm Jay Jones and newly crowned European Games champion 2023. Being the guy to get that spot is just another like tip on top of that. So... Me and Dakota Button, that we'll show for the next year. Hi, I'm Abby Brown. Hi, I'm Meg Jones. I'm co-captain of the gold medalist GB Seventeen. In this third edition of the European Games, it's been a stunning start for Team GB, who have already won a range of gold, silver, and bronze medals across eight different disciplines and sports so far. And as with all good sport, there's been thrilling stories, surprises, comebacks, and new names to grab your attention. This is Team GB at the European Games. Cześć, jak się masz? Hello, how are you? It's a question we asked Jay Jones, the double Olympic taekwondo champion whose famous celebrations of lifting and running around with the Union flag in London and Rio are forever in our memories. In a Covid-restricted Tokyo, there were no such celebrations. But now, the 30-year-old Welsh fighter is back, back on the podium, back winning gold, and back in front of supporters cheering her on too. I know, it did feel like, yes, I'm back. I've done a lot of games and it's, it's you know, gone right so many times. And then obviously Tokyo was a blip for me. So it was nice to kind of prove it was a blip, be back on top of that podium. Like you said, the, the national flag up in the air. Um, it felt good to be back. <laughs> How big a competition was this for you then on route to Paris? Yes, it was a, you know, very important competition. Um, qualification for Paris isn't guaranteed. Um, like I said, it's been a harder journey this time. I've really had to um, put a bit of graft in, you know, to try and qualify. 
we find out basically in December if we've done enough. So it was 40 important ranking points. So, yeah, super important and obviously good for confidence and good for selectors, things like that. And what can you recall? What can you reflect on how competition went? Um, yeah, I was just really enjoying it, to be fair. I think um, I, I did really well in Rome um, last week as well. So that gave me a bit of confidence back. And then I was just trying to relax, enjoy it and kind of trust me instincts, trust me body, you know, like trust that, you know, I am the better fighter. And um, and then I actually really enjoyed it. And then next minute you're in the final and, and you're, you know, going for the gold. And so I just, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, kicking people in the head like I used to. <laughs> Family there this time as well. How important was that? Oh, yeah, no, it's lovely. Like I said, um, you know, I love my family being there. And everyone always says, you know, when my family are there, I managed to perform. So there's only two of them out here this time. But, yeah, it was amazing just to have them there and, you know, seeing them in the crowd and the little face. Because you talk about Tokyo being a blip. How much did you miss having that support network? And I think we spoke after Tokyo and you talked about missing having your team around you, which obviously we couldn't do for those games. Yeah, it was like the total opposite of, you know, how I perform, basically. Like, I love the the big, the biggest moment, do you know what I mean? So the bigger the crowd, the bigger the the moment, the, the more I kind of, like, come alive. So for me, obviously, do you know what I mean? It's not an excuse. Everyone's, people struggled the same, but it was just so hard to to kind of do it under them circumstances. It just, you know, didn't happen for me and wasn't meant to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I I did miss the crowds. I did miss my family being there. So hopefully, you know, qualify in Paris and I'm sure um, there'll be a big crowd and I'm sure there'll be lots of, um, you know, my crazy family there to support me again. Because 2012-2016, not only did you win a medal, you won the medal, two gold medals. Was it difficult to process coming back from Tokyo not being Olympic champion. Yeah, it was. Uh, to, to be fair, like I said, it was weirder than I thought. I think now looking back, like leading into it, I just wasn't in the right place. Like I was kind of like crying every day, you know, in training and stuff. I obviously, like I said, didn't realise it, but I just wasn't in a good place. And then when I did actually lose, it was just more like, oh, it's over. Like, thank God. Like, um, yeah, like it, it was weird. Like at first I didn't cry. I was just kind of like, oh, it's done. It, and thought I was retired, do you know what I mean? Like, didn't enjoy it anymore, kind of, you know, fell out of love with the sport. And then it wasn't until after, you know, that I realised how much the sport has done for me, how much I genuinely do love it. And then I realised that I was fearing losing it instead of hungry to win it like I have all the other times. And what was the timeline when you got home to having those thoughts of retirement and then thinking to yourself, do you know what? I can go again and I can be European Games champion in a couple of years and another Olympics in me. Yeah, it didn't take me long, to be fair. I think a few weeks, um, maybe two weeks, if that, do you know what I mean? Of, um, just, you know, I miss it straight away. I love the fight. And it was more the feeling of that wasn't me in Tokyo, so there's no way I'm finishing like that. We must just say you're at the airport heading yeah. home. That's what the Tanoi announcement is. Paris must be very much now on your agenda. So what happens between now and then? It's under 400 days to go now. It's come around very quick because of the delays, obviously. Yeah, so um, I've got, we've had like three back-to-back competitions. Um, so it's been a very hard period, you know, a qualifying period for the Olympics. So I've got a two-week holiday now, which totally, you know, switch off and then straight back into it. Then we've got a few more Grand Prix and have to finish off that qualifying period. But yeah, all systems go now. Um, 
you know, I think it's like a year to go um, to Paris. So it's, it's, I can't, I can't believe it's here really. Double Olympic champion, now double European Games gold medalist, Jay Jones, adding success this week in Poland to her victory in 2015. And what a games for GB Taekwondo. They ended up with two golds, one silver and two bronze. I'm Caden Cunningham and I got a gold in the Eurogames plus 87 kilo division. Winning the gold feels amazing. Um, it's good to get a go- two golds back to back and it's a title I've wanted for a little while. So it's good. It's a good prep ahead of what I'm going to be doing next year at Paris Olympics. The experience here with Team GB has been amazing. They've really helped me out a lot to, to, to get here and, and saw it all out. It's been a really good event. Um, yeah, amazing to be fighting for them and, and winning the gold. I'm Elia Powell, a GB Taekwondo athlete, and I just won bronze here at the Euro Games in Poland. Twin bronze, it was kind of a, a different feeling for this competition because it was, you know, like a bronze medal you had to fight off um, in a reportage, which is different to what I've done before. I've never done that before. Um, so after losing the semi final and then having to like mentally like shut it off and just focus on you know, winning the bronze and coming home with something. Um, it was new for me, but I think it was like a, a good challenge and a good way to kind of prep for if that happened in the future. I'm consistently meddling and not, not necessarily getting the medals that I want. Obviously, I came here for gold and that's what I wanted. I'm Madison Moore. Um, I fight minus 49 kilos in Taekwondo. Winning the bronze medal today, I knew what I was there for and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And um, I, I worked hard for it and I, I did it. So it, it's, a, it's a really, really sweet feeling in the end. Being able to represent Team GB is it's, it's kind of like a childhood dream of mine. It's still something I have to kind of pinch myself to be a part of. Um, Team GB have looked after us so well. Uh, in the hotels and with all I even got a teddy and I was so happy about the teddy but um, I'm thoroughly enjoying myself Team GB sent 177 athletes to compete across 18 Olympic disciplines in Krakow 10 of them were offering a guaranteed place at the Paris 2024 Olympic Games with victory so-called direct quota spots 20-year-old diver Eden Cheng booked the first of these European Games and we'll hear from her in a moment but firstly a story a story about sevens, rugby sevens, and a story about heartbreak and triumph after a fourth place finish in Tokyo just two years ago. Michael has more. Fourth is not a failure. Fourth is not an underachievement. Fourth is not too shabby. But fourth means you have time to busy yourself with the overhead locker as those bejeweled in gold, silver and bronze Pose for portraits on the aircraft steps. Fourth means maybe next year for a question of sport. Fourth means those centre court Saturday tickets at Wimbledon. They're another person's day out. But bigger than that, bigger than all of that, it means your future, your fate, your focus, your funding is at stake. Where the path to Paris seemed inviting, an opportunity to improve on the near misses of Tokyo were there to be had. Suddenly that path was a cul-de-sac. Suddenly that opportunity was unlikely. Thunderbolt. Cash. Restructure. Rugby Sevens. Back in the game. A new Team GB era. Replacing the home nations. A funded programme. And the Eiffel Tower suddenly looming into view. First though, to qualify. Could Poland provide the pathway? The winners of the European Games could begin looking at their metro routes to the Stade de France. 
but both GB men and women? That seemed unlikely, and so it proved. The women negotiated their pool. Norway annihilated. Italy vanquished. Czechia checked out. Germany in the quarterfinals. Belgium in the semi-finals. And then there were two. Team GB put Poland the host away with relative ease in a one-sided final. Fourth in Rio, fourth in Tokyo. For them, Paris is another chance. Team GB women qualified. For the men, Romania, Lithuania, and Portugal. Pool games to be savored. Germany goodbye. Spain so long. It was Ireland in the final. The Irish not luck, skill, and ability. They'll be gracing the games in Paris. Team GB's men will have to play the waiting game. Qualification, it would have been nice to know, but the flame still flickers and won't be extinguished just yet. Hi, I'm Abby Brown, and I'm the co-captain of the gold medalist GB sevens team. Hi, I'm Meg Jones. I'm co-captain of the gold medalist GB rugby sevens team. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, we we're actually in a flat and I ran in next door and I was like, we're going to the Olympics! <laughs> um, and just really excited. Like We've spoken about this for, for the whole season and this has been our, our goal and our aim. Um, and to actually go, come away and do it and to do it in the manner and how clinical and the performances we put out there. Just, yeah, it was a, it was an amazing feeling and today feels, I think, even better, even less sleep, but even better. So, yeah. I think it was just a sense of relief, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it was. We planned so much for this one peak and one pinnacle of our our, our journey and, and um, I guess, uh, not career, but our year. Um, that it all paid off in the end, and I think it was just a massive relief, like, well, we've finally done it. Paris is now the aim. Yes, obviously, gold medal runner next, lovely, but our main aim is Paris, and to be the first female rugby GB sevens team to, have, to get a medal at the Olympic Games. You can't have one without the other. The gold medal means qualification. But when you talk about that process, and we hear that word process in elite sport all the time, was it all about qualification for the Olympics for you? The fact that you are champions of the tournament is a, a lovely aside to that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like The qualification was the, the main aim. Um, and the fact that we got to do it with Team GB in the European Games and actually come away with like a gold medal and... To hear the anthem, like a lot of us hadn't been in a gold medal position like that and had the anthem, so I think that was really special. Um, but ultimately, like we came here to qualify, and like Meg saying, we've done that. But it's almost like as athletes, like right, what's next? Yeah, so you're like, okay, cool. So, but even like even though we've got some time off now, a few was like, oh. but we're just building something really cool over here. So you're like, I kind of want to stay in it, but it's yeah, that's just us as athletes. You just want in the next thing, really. I think we looked at ourselves at the end and we kind of went, is it over? Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is it finished? Like, we enjoyed it so much. Yeah. And you talk about the process and the journey, that we enjoyed that bit so much that the outcome was kind of, you know, yeah. it looked after itself in, in some respects. So we were kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, it's cool we won, but also yeah. really enjoyed how we got here. Yeah. So. And was it great to be able to celebrate with, with family and friends as well? Because arguably what we've had over the last few years, that hasn't been possible. Yeah, it was massive, wasn't it? We had so many fans out here, um, like family, friends, um, and a lot of people like at the Team GB um, community, I guess, with 
everyone coming over, like the media people, different sports came to watch. Like there was loads of people, wasn't yeah, there? And it was just so cool because, especially when you're playing Poland in Poland, a lot, <laughs> you can hear a lot of Polish fans. And actually to see a couple of GB flags in the stadium just is like, yeah, actually like this is also what it's about. It's for the people that have helped us get this bit. And we like make say, we speak about the process all the time. Um, and we've enjoyed that bit, but we don't do it without our support of our mm-hmm. family and friends. I think I think they were actually louder than the Polish. Yeah, people. I think they were. <laughs> they, the Polish were whistling, heckling them, booing them, and they just were relentless. And, yeah. I, and then, to be honest, that was something we said. We just wanted to be relentless yeah. the whole way through. Um, and it was good that the supporters were on the same wave as us. And it seems odd to ask you this question when you're both sat there with gold medals around your neck. But yesterday wasn't the end. Yesterday's, in actual fact, very much the beginning now. Is that a fair comment? Definitely. We... We set out to qualify for Paris, and then, like I said, our main aim is to be the first GB women's sevens team to medal at the Olympic Games, and that is a huge, huge drive for us. Coming fourth in the last two, obviously, short of falling just short of the medal. Yeah, we're very hungry. There's an ample amount of experience, Olympic experience, uh, in this group. So it's about how we utilise that in the next in the next cycle. And I guess preparations for Paris now, with that being just over a year away, with you being a centrally funded programme now, with you being Team GB, being able to prepare for that, not being the individual home nations, that can set you up, I guess, better than your ancestors, if you like, the teams that went in 2016 and the team that went in 2021. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we've been so lucky that we've had this whole season as GB and we've really because it it doesn't come overnight (laughs) like a bonding of a team doesn't come overnight so actually we've had a year we've had ups we've had downs we've had challenges along the way but actually we've had what is amazing is that the group has come so close together um and we are such a strong team now that actually I'm so excited for next season because I'm like if we can do everything we did last season but add more to it and we've all got more experience how much better can we be and I think that's the bit that's so exciting is that you're like wow we can really go and achieve something pretty cool um and I think we all believe it as well which is the other side of it uh so yeah I think it's amazing we get two years to prep before we go now into Paris it's the consistency I think that really sets us will set us apart from what we've had previously yeah consistency with staff consistency with players and then we can almost build on those relationships because I think as well you under, people underestimate the power of staff members and if they're fluctuating to and from a team all the time like we've yeah. we've had yeah. like, over the past years with England as well it just makes a huge impact on the group and in a negative way as well as much as a positive way so if we can have that consistency then I think we'll be flying yeah great two more questions to finish with from, from me cheeky one you don't want to finish fourth again do you absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> Now you've won this medal, you know what it's like. You want to be on that Olympic podium. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think that's the aim. Like that's the minimum standard for us. Like whatever colour the, the medal is, yeah. we'll obviously aim for gold, um, and we'll just go from there. Like this huge competition, we know that. We know we got a lot of work to do, so it's just about grafting hard now, having a bit of rest time, and then going straight into it. And a tinge of sadness last night with the men. Winning a silver medal, but aiming, obviously, like you guys, to, to get that qualification for Paris and just missing out on that. Yeah, that was hard to watch, wasn't it? Um, and I think it was 
we talk about highs and lows and sevens is a beautiful sport, <clears throat> beautiful sport, but it really does bring highs and lows um, and all the emotions with it. And I think that was probably, was hard because we were so happy for us, but then you're like, oh, so gutted for them because you can see it in their faces. Like we know them so well, like we spend all our time with them. So mm-hmm. you like, you build a friendship, you build a bond and actually we know that that's what they are after as well. But like they've got another shot at it with the repertoire, so we'll just have to yeah support the boys as best we can, um, and yeah put an arm around them if they need it. Yeah, it's not over for them. No, it's not. There's there's, there's there needs to be massive belief. Yes, okay, they didn't achieve this hurdle. That could have happened to us as well, and we also understood that even if we were in the final, we had another shot at this of getting to the Olympics. You know, France, the women French team, yeah. they went to the repertoire before Tokyo. They came out of Tokyo with a silver medal. Yeah. So it's anything is yeah. genuinely possible in this game because, like Abby says, this game is so unforgiving. You make one error, you're on the you're on the wrong end of the stick. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a beautiful game, but also crazy. It is. Well, lovely words for the guys there last night, beaten, but as you say, they're not buried, and we wish them luck in their continuing ambition, of course, to qualify. And we say, good luck to you. In Paris, you are there, you are qualified, and congratulations on the gold medal. And thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, terrific to hear from the co captains there as well on that magnificent gold medal. And I remember being in Rio actually when Team GB won their first ever medal in the Rugby Sevens as it made its debut back in 2016. That was a silver for the British men. It was just a terrific achievement, a terrific night, and I really thought Rugby Sevens truly belonged on that Olympic stage. So I'm just really pleased now that uh, the teams have a year to prepare for Paris. Fingers crossed the men get there as well as the women. I just can't wait to see them at the Stade de France. This is Team GB at the European Games. There's much more at the website, teamgb.com. Still to come, we'll hear from diver Eden Cheng. We'll be talking BMX freestyle and artistic swimming, and we'll tell you all about a Team GB world record as well. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Team GB at the European Games. And another place in Paris booked. Eden Cheng became the toast of the British diving team when she grabbed gold with a final dive in the women's 10-metre platform final and booked a Team GB spot at the Olympics for someone. Coming into these games, I definitely knew what was at stake. I now am based in the States um, and I came back to the national championships um, this summer in Sheffield. And I, I was told by many people that I was quite likely to go to these games and the pressure of like getting this spot, I did definitely feel it be put on me. I honestly don't know what I would have done if I hadn't got this spot because that was I was really in tunnel vision for it so I mean the competition itself was a bit of a roller coaster and there were times where I just thought it was out of my grasp um but I've been in a lot of different competitions that have that kind of roller coaster feel to them 
So I kind of just tried to keep my calm and yeah, it was, I caught it. <laughs> because I hope you've got lots of messages from your fellow GB divers saying thank you and well done yes. because of the, <laughs> because of this the spot yeah. that you've booked. Uh, yeah, definitely. A lot of my teammates have reached out um, and it definitely does um, lift a little bit of pressure off for the team going to Worlds this summer um, because that is the prime primary competition for all of these qualifications to come in place. Um, so, yeah, it means that the girls only really need to get one more spot. How much do you look at the scoreboard when that competition is going on? Because that final dive you did, I think you leapt from fourth to first, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I kind of, I don't usually look at the scores because I, I get nervous because I, I could tell I could tell myself, like, oh, I need a big one. But sometimes, for me, I found that I haven't delivered on those types of fronts. So I kind of, I saw that, you know, I, I knew I did not so good dive in round four and I was kind of, kicking myself because I knew I could have done it better um and then because I was the last diver I could see where the rankings were and I wasn't focused on where I was I was focused on the points that I was at I kind of tried to just let my body take over afterwards I kind of felt like it was a bit of a like an out of body experience I didn't I couldn't really it hasn't really hit I mean even now speaking about it it hasn't really hit me Eden Cheng speaking to John. Another pair of Team GB athletes with their eyes firmly set on Paris were the first British medalists of the European Games. Kieran Riley won gold in the BMX freestyle, finally beating his French rival Anthony Jean Jean into silver. Riley becomes the first man in history to win a gold medal for Team GB in BMX Freestyle Park, while Declan Brooks claimed bronze to match his success at Tokyo 2020. Kieran, to start with, many congratulations. Obvious question, how does it feel? Uh, amazing. I mean, this was the, the goal coming in and after getting silver last year, I want to get a bit of redemption and get a run done that I was actually happy with. So to get that done here and for that run to get the top spots was to me amazing. And that first run was pretty impressive, but the second one was even better. Yeah, it's kind of like a thing in BMX. Uh, a lot of times when we've got that, that format of two runs, count, uh, two runs best run counts, you kind of put a safe run down or a safer run to get a score on the board and then that just gives you the opportunity to take a risk in the second run and you're still hopefully somewhere up there on the leaderboard. So that, that's what I've done and it, it just paid off. It took the, the pressure off a little bit for the second run so I felt a little bit more confident and yeah, it worked out. And the fact that you were waiting for your big French rival, uh, Jean-Jean, to, to finish his round before you knew whether you'd won, how was that? Uh, I was tense. I, I didn't actually. It was the same exact same position last year. Uh, I, I was sitting in first, and John John went in last rider, and all, all, all the cameras were on us for for the reaction. And then when he bumped us down to silver, I was obviously a bit, a bit bummed. So to have that again, it was the pressure was definitely on. But I knew he was feeling it as well, and he rode amazing. But luckily, I just managed to take that top spot. Now, Declan, I'm trying to start the hashtag. Always on an Olympic podium. How does bronze medal feel after your Olympic bronze and now your European bronze? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't seem to crack bronze by the looks of it. Um, it's, it feels pretty good. Um, always room for improvement. Uh, my first run run went down pretty well. Um, tried to push it a little bit more in a second, but wasn't my day on that one. And what's an uh, European Games like, Declan? You were at Tokyo. It was slightly different. 
Um, I'm assuming the European games here, the atmosphere, the crowds is a totally uh, different um, feeling for you and makes you excited ahead of Paris next year. Yeah, this is uh, this is what the games I feel like should have should have felt like. Um, it would just be on a bigger scale next year. Um, so I'm excited to see that uh, if we qualify a spot. Um, but yeah, the Krakow, Krakow is amazing. It's our, it's our first time here. Um, crowds have been good. The, the village is pretty cool and we've, we've been into Krakow a few times and yeah, it's a lovely place. Kieran, how did you celebrate last night? Uh, not, not a traditional celebration after getting gold, but we, we all went out and played mini golf. So straight after winning the competition, right into another one, got a mini golf, a little bit of a bet going on between me, Deck and one of, one of our staff, uh, the psych. So that, that, that was good. Went, did get a bottle of champagne off Team GB as well, so that that went down nicely just before. But yeah, it was it was good to just get all the team together. Like everyone had put so much in this week to help me and Deck get where we were. So who won the mini golf? A sports sports psychologist. Uh, he won. I got second. Deck got third. Just can't credit that bronze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all eyes on Paris. Qualification wise, you get some points for this. Is that right? Yeah, we'll be fighting it yeah. out between each other to get there. With BMX, getting a spot for your country is a challenge in itself. And then being the guy to get that spot is just another like tip on top of that. So me and Dak will be battling that, I'm sure, for the next year, as well as the other four or five amazing riders we've got back home. So all looking to get this one spot. So we'll see what happens. Great to catch up with Kieran and Deck, And it'll be interesting to see who grabs that one place in Paris for the BMX Freestyle Boys. Don't forget, there's much more information on the European Games and the journey to Paris. Check out teamgb.com. Wow, to jest wspaniale. That's amazing. That's incredible. And so many Team GB stories to tell you about at these 2023 European Games. Team GB archer Ella Gibson broke a world record with a score of 715 in the qualifiers of the women's individual compound. In fencing, Will Deary became the first Team GB athlete in history to win a medal with the Sabre. Since fencing first featured at the birth of the modern Olympic Games in 1896, no Team GB athlete has ever made the podium spot in a Sabre event, despite successes in foil and epic. It's been a really short but really intense day today. So um, we had our group stages this morning, um, where I lost to one of the fencers in the final, but won all the rest of the matches, and then uh, had three pretty intense, pretty close matches. I won the quarterfinal by one hit, 15-14. And unfortunately lost the, the semi-final by one hit, 15-14, but um, it's how this sport goes. It's been a great atmosphere here, the venue is amazing, Team GB have been amazing, so yeah, thanks to everyone and yeah, it's been a pleasure to be here. The Games also mark the first time in history Team GB have competed in breaking, with B-Boy Kid Karam and B-Boy Sonny both taking to the floor in the men's round robin. And 17-year-old Lanjo Tomlin became the first man ever to win a medal for Team GB in artistic swimming after he and Beatrice Crass claimed bronze in the mixed duet technical and they went on to bag a second bronze in the free. I think we're both very, very proud and like our coach and together of us, we're very proud. I think coming to this competition, our main goal was to, you know, just perform well and not get any base marks, which is like the kind of penalties in our sport um I think that was our main goal so we never really had in mind 
um, the gold to medal. So when we actually did get the medal, there was, it was a really big shock. It was really like proud and proud that we, you know, were able to achieve that. With all the new rule changes that are happening in artistic swimming, the issue of base marks is like quite prominent. So going out <laughs> there and swimming without getting base marks was a really big thing and then on top of that being able to bring home two bronze medals was just an incredible feeling so yeah it was great and Beatrice you realize now you're going to be the answer in a quiz question don't you the two of you people will be asking who was the first British male artistic swimmer and <laughs> who was his partner what what's he like though in and out of the pool what's he like tell us a bit about him <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're like best friends so we obviously get on really well and I think he's just a natural like comedian like at training he just tries to like make the mood like light and try and have as much fun as possible in training like although we do like a lot of hard work and we're there like nine till five or longer most days. And Lajie what does Beatrice bring to this partnership then? She's had her say the floor is yours. (laughs) Quite annoying no no just (laughs) Um, I definitely say she's very like um, hardworking, and I really like um, appreciate like her ethic towards the training, and that really like motivates me because you know she's doing so well and she's like really fighting everything that we do, even like even on hard days. Um, so yeah, I really she's I find her very motivating like an environment that we work in. Yeah, she's just an honour to work with, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. Goodbye and thank you. This is Team GB at the European Games. There's much more at the website, teamgb.com. What a terrific European Games. The third edition of this particular continental contest. And more history-making moments for Team GB, but I think more importantly, and as we've been hearing, some quota spots secured for Paris and qualification spots for the next Olympic Games as well. Plenty more to come, of course, after the terrific success of the European Games. Do widzenia. Dziękujemy bardzo. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.